0: Welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, March 20th, and we start with local news. Determining how a town will look over the next decade is often decided through input from citizens, what they wish to see accomplished, and what would provide the most benefit. The city is seeking citizen input as part of an upcoming Connect Columbia Comprehensive Plan Meeting, which will run from 5.30 to 7.30 on Tuesday at Fairview Recreation Center, located at Fairview Park at 871 Iron Bridge Road in Columbia. Kevin McCarthy of Development Services said this will be a great opportunity for citizens to share their ideas directly with city staff. Some ideas could include development like roadway projects and other infrastructure parks and greenway space and other amenities to be included in the city's long-term connect columbia comprehensive plan it'll be an open house style event where people can come and go and there will be three interacting stations where they can give us updates to our comprehensive plan mccarthy said It's a basic general overview that guides all of our month-to-month planning decisions. So if you want to give input for how the city is going to look over the next 5 to 20 years, this is a good opportunity to speak into that process, he said. McCarthy added that the meeting is also a chance to tackle development issues before they reach the approval process at the Planning Commission or City Council level. A lot of people will come out to speak about a piece of property that's already being developed under the standards that are now In place now, McCarthy said, people will take an interest then, but when they come to speak, there's not a lot that can be done at that point, as long as someone complies with our standards. With this meeting, it's about looking ahead 20 years from now and how the standards will be updated to reflect that vision, he said. On Saturday, the Columbia Breakfast Rotary held their Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clay fundraiser. WKOM WKRM's Del Kennedy attended the event and spoke with event chairperson Rhonda King to learn more about it.
1: This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I'm at the Murray County Gun Club. It's Saturday morning. The Columbia Breakfast Rotary is having its annual Shoot for the Stars fundraiser. It's a Sporting Clays event. The first flight has just come in. There's a huge crowd here. They're a little chilly, but they look like they've had a big time. I'm speaking with Rhonda King, who is with Columbia Breakfast Rotary. She's organized all this. Rhonda, congratulations.
2: Thank you. We've had a great turnout, and we appreciate um, everyone that's come out today and um, all of our sponsors. It's been a fun time.
1: Now, Columbia Breakfast Rotary has a favorite cause, which is scholarships for Murray County kids. Tell us about it.
2: That's right. So all the money raised today will go back to our community to help um, our youth uh, put money back in the schools and to sponsor uh, children in the community and also some of our veterans uh, that we uh, sponsor.
1: It's a great thing and a lot of fun, and a lot of folks are having fun raising money for those good causes. Now, are you done for the day, or are there more shooters?
2: Oh, no, sir. We're not done. We have another flight at 1 o'clock. We've ended up with 24 teams today, and it's just been a spectacular day.
1: Wow. Congratulations again. This is Dale Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, Saturday morning, Murray County Gun Club, the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Shoot for Our Stars, Sporting Clays event to raise money for scholarships for Murray County kids. Rhonda King organized it all. Congratulations.
2: Thank you so much. We appreciate it.
0: The Murray County Democratic Party held its biennial reorganization convention last Saturday, March 11th, at the Murray County Senior Citizen Center. James Dallas was reelected as party chairman, while 19 district representatives from Murray County's 11 county commission districts were also elected to serve on the county party's executive committee. Those elected were Vicky Hale, first vice chair; Michael White, second vice chair; Claudia Hennick, third vice chair. Judy Ashmore, Secretary Hodge Cook, Treasurer Jay Lipscomb was elected to represent District 1 Kathy Hannon, District 2 Tom Hannon, District 2 Amber Cook was elected for District 4, as was Jim York Renee Whitehead was elected for District 5 Tamara Sangster for District 5 Stephanie Sparks-Newland, District 6 Mark Newland, District 6 Pam Moore-Morrow, District 7 Jeremy Humphrey, District 7, Rick Whittemore, District 8, Greg Hanners, District 8, Ed Campbell, District 9, Delane Ware, District 9, Michael Cawthron, District 10, Heidi Hoffman, District 10, Willie Jones of District 11, and Kelly Larrabee also of District 11. The party has also revised its bylaws. Now the requirement of gender equity has been changed to include non-binary members, as well as to soften the one-man, one-woman rule. Other changes include permanently appointing an out-of-district representative, removing the option to make former chair's ex-officio members of the executive committee, and adding the Democratic women, young Democrats, and college Democrats as possible voting members. As part of the reorganization, the party must also have a convention committee in addition to bylaws, rules, and credentials. U.S. Representative Andy Ogles is firing back after funds raised in memory of his infant son are being called into question by several news outlets. Andy and Monica Ogles raised more than $23,000 in a GoFundMe campaign after the death of their son Lincoln. Help? Us help other families, the description reads on the GoFundMe set up in 2014. The fundraiser's initial goal was to buy plots at either Mount Hope Cemetery or Williamson Memorial Gardens and help other grieving families with the financial burden of bearing a lost child. Contributions for the Ogles family poured in over the course of a year after the couple launched the campaign. A spokesperson for GoFundMe confirmed that the money raised was paid out to the organizer of the fundraiser. Ogles is listed as the organizer. A year later, however, Ogles told the Tennessean that there were unexpected regulations for the burials and that none of the money had been spent. Ogles, now a freshman congressman representing Tennessee's 5th District, was recently asked by News Channel 5 what happened with the money. He declined to answer in the moment, but his office later provided a response to various local outlets. What we raised wasn't enough for our initial goal of a more significant memorial. So the purpose evolved from a memorial to direct financial support for families covering the cost of funeral expenses and other needs for their children as opportunities to help arose, the statement said. Ogles then lashed out at the original story by News Channel 5, calling the questions disgusting lows. The smear campaign and muckraking against me is one thing. But questions about my son have crossed the line, and I will not tolerate it, the statement says. Exploiting the death of any child in an attempt to gain some sort of journalistic fame is vile, he wrote. Ogle's spokesperson did not immediately respond when asked if financial documents would be released showing the payouts family helping families or if they could connect the Tennessean with a family who benefited from the fundraiser. Pam Stevens, an owner of Williamson Memorial Funeral Home, organized an effort to help families... In 2015, she said she told Ogles other families had a similar idea and offered to pull the projects together. All I know is I offered my help and they never reached back to me, Stephen said on Wednesday evening. Stephen said the funeral home decided to move forward with their own fund to help families in need. Columbia State Community College will host former Congressman Bob Clement for a special presentation on March 30th at 4 p.m. Like his father, Congressman Bob Clement has enjoyed a remarkable life and career in public service, said Dr. Barry Gidcombe, Columbia State Professor of History. Because it was Governor Clement and his Commissioner of Education, J. Howard Worf, who created the community college system in Tennessee, we thought it fitting to invite the congressman to speak at Tennessee's first community college and in Columbia State's building named after Governor Clement. He said. The presentation is an opportunity for the community to visit with and listen to the former congressman who has a unique connection to Columbia State. We're looking forward to hearing what Congressman Clement has to say about his life and legacy and his legacy and the legacy of his father, Gidcomb said. The presentation is free and open to the public. It will take place on March 30th at 4 p.m. in the Ledbetter Auditorium located in the Clement Building on the Columbia campus. The excitement is building as we are less than two weeks away from Mule Day, the annual celebration and time-honored tradition held in Columbia, Tennessee, the first weekend in April. This year's family-friendly event, set for March 30th through April 2nd, promises to be one of the biggest and best yet, with a lineup of activities sure to excite visitors of all ages. The highlight of the festivities is the world-famous Mule Day Parade, happening Saturday, April 1st, led by this year's Grand Marshal, Mike Wolfe. Mike Wolfe is an expert forager of American history who created and stars on History Channel's American Pickers. He has a real heart for preservation and a passion for the beauty and stories behind forgotten objects and places. Columbia, Tennessee earned the title of Mule Capital of the World many years ago. In the days before cars and tractors, people came from miles around to buy, sell, and trade mules in Columbia. Years later, people still gather in Murray County to pay tribute to the long-eared beast of burden, Mule Day began as Breeders' Day in the 1840s, a single-day livestock show and mule market once a year. It evolved into a multi-day festival, and the parade was added in 1934. Mule Day was discontinued during World War II, then the Murray County Bridal and Saddle Club revived it in 1974. Since then, Mule Day has been drawing hundreds of thousands of visitors to Columbia every year. The festivities kick off on Thursday, March 30th. Murray County Park opens at 10 a.m. to kick off the Mule Day festivities. The schedule includes many mule-featured events throughout the day, such as the Mule Pull Competition, where teams of mules and their handlers compete to see which team can pull the heaviest load. Visitors will also enjoy craft vendors, a flea market, special entertainment, and tasty food and drink options. Live bluegrass music takes the stage at 7 p.m. at Central High School, located next to Murray County Park. On Friday, March 31st, the gates open at 10 a.m. again with live music on the main stage, an entertaining selection of mule-featured events all day, and a Liars contest at 7 p.m. at Central High School. On Saturday, April 1st, the highly anticipated Mule Day Parade gets underway at 11 a.m. in downtown Columbia. Excitement builds for the arrival of the Grand Marshal, this year's honored guest, Mike Wolfe, who officially kicks off the parade featuring, featuring a colorful procession through the streets of Columbia with hundreds of mules, parade floats, the Mule Day Queen in her court, and more. After the parade, activities move to Murray County Park once again for an afternoon of scheduled activities. On Sunday, April 2nd, the final day of scheduled events is happening at Mule Murray County Park, such as the Riding Mule Show and the Mini Mule Show. Not to mention the family-friendly attractions once again. Whether you are a longtime fan of Mule Day or a first-time visitor, this year's event promises to be an unforgettable experience to save the date for. Gather your family and friends and head to Columbia, Tennessee for Mule Day 2023. Some information you might need to know. Admission to Murray County Park Mule Day activities Thursday through Saturday is $10 per person. Sunday is $5 per person. Children under 12 are free. Weekend passes are available for only $20. Admission does not include rides. Parking is free. The Mule Day Parade in downtown Columbia is free, of course, and open to the public. For more information, you can go online to www.muleday.com or email info at muleday.com or call 931-381-9557. Murray Alliance is kicking off their 2023 Breakfast with the Mayor series in Spring Hill with Mayor Jim Hageman. The series will feature a different mayor each quarter on their home turf for a question and answer session led by Murray Alliance President Will Evans. The event with Mayor Hageman will take place in the Dining Atrium at Worldwide Stages on Wednesday, March 22nd at 8 a.m., to submit a question or topic in advance, email nperry, that's N-P-E-R-R-Y, at marialliance.com Tickets are $20 for members and include breakfast. Columbia's powerhouse music venue, The Mule House, is taking the party outdoors for its inaugural supersized live music event series, and you're invited. On Friday, March 31st, The Mule House is transforming its back lot into a mega music party featuring multi-platinum headliner Chris Jansen and rising star Shane Prophet. The festivities kick off at 6.30 p.m. and promise to hype all the senses with incredible live music, food trucks, a beer garden, multiple bars, and exclusive Mule House Party merchandise for purchase. General admission tickets are just $39 and available at mulehouse.com. Gates open at 6.30 p.m. On Saturday, April 1st, the party continues after the annual Mule Day Parade ends. At 12.30 p.m., local favorite bands take the stage. Reeves Brothers, Wenzel Brothers, Yonder Grove, and Buck Six. The party includes the party isn't complete rather, without the return of the food trucks, the beer garden, multiple bars, cornhole and mule house party merchandise. Gates open at 11:30 am that day. for Saturday's party, admission is free and open to the public. Chris Jansen is a live legacy in the making, according to Rolling Stone. Breakout country star Jansen is a platinum-selling recording artist, high-octane entertainer, multi-instrumentalist, award-winning singer-songwriter, and Grand Ole Opry member. The ACM award winner has collected prestigious accolades that place him among country music greats. Shane Prophet is a hometown favorite, an emerging country star from Columbia, now signed to Big Machine label group records, Harpeth 60 Records. This 22-year-old is rocking sold-out crowds at the Historic Ryman Auditorium, touring with his chart-topping hero Chris Jansen, and writing modern country tunes. This off-the-charts weekend of party events is designed to complement what's already happening during Columbia's annual Mule Day event. We remain in awe of what the Bridal and Saddle Club created as Mule Day so many years ago. Even more impressive is how they have continued to build and sustain those efforts over the course of time, stated Blair Gardner, founder of the Mule House. I can't imagine any other event so beloved by the people of this town that could even approach the positive impact Mule Day has on our community and local businesses, Garner went on to say. Our humble hope is that the Mule House Backlot Concert Series becomes one more reason folks visit our beloved Columbia. This year we have the great fortune to bring both Shane Prophet and Chris Jansen here for this first new outdoor series. We are so blessed to call Columbia our home and so grateful for our amazing community that has shown nothing but support for the Mule House, he said. Located in historic downtown Columbia, just 40 minutes south of Nashville, the Mule House is America's ultimate music resort, designed for music and entertainment within the restored walls of an old historic church. The Mule House is a 55,500-square-foot multi-use entertainment venue owned by Blair Garner, a country music industry veteran and host of multi-award-winning syndicated radio shows. The Adaptive Reuse Project, formerly a historic church dating back to 1936, aims to elevate what artists and their fans can expect from a venue. The result is a live event experience like no other for both in-person guests and those watching globally through the venue's top-of-the-line live-streaming technology. For more information, you can visit www.themulehouse.com. Hosted by the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and presented by First Farmers and Merchants Bank, the annual Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will take place Saturday, April 1st at Riverwalk Park in Columbia. Proceeds from the 2023 Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot provide funding for Murray Regional Health's Mobile Medical Unit, which delivers health care services to at-risk and underserved individuals throughout southern Middle Tennessee by providing basic health screenings, education, and resources. A portion of the proceeds from the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will also support the Foundation's Wellness and Aquatic Center Healthy Living Endowment and the Columbia Parks and Recreation Department. In addition, Murray County, the Murray County School, with the most participation in the event, will receive a donation to their PE program from the Foundation. The Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot is a great tradition for both Murray County and the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation that helps support our mission of providing important healthcare services for individuals who may not otherwise be able to obtain care. Foundation Executive Director Joe Kilgore said, We are excited to host the Mule Kick 5K and look forward to an exciting race, he said. On Saturday, April 1st, the race will begin at Riverwalk Park in Columbia with an 8 a.m. start time for the 5K and a 9.15 a.m. start time for the 1-mile trot. Both runners and walkers are encouraged to participate. Participants may register for the race online at runsignup.com forward slash mulekick5k. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Daryl Craig Vinson, sixty nine, a resident of Roswell, Georgia, passed away in Atlanta on Tuesday, march seventh after a short illness. Funeral services will be conducted on Tuesday, march twenty first at two PM at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, with Deacon Dan McCauley officiating. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from twelve noon until service time at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition
3: is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well.
2: At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference.
0: Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have sunny to partly cloudy skies today with a high of 53 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect mostly cloudy skies with a low of around 30 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee today.
2: Three, two, one. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time.
0: But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance...
2: More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia.
4: Hello,
1: friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you've given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrenshome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home.
3: The mules are back in town. Mule Day 2023, the wagon train departs on Wednesday, headed to Murray County Park attend all four days, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. Mini Mania show and the log pulling competition Thursday at 12 noon with the feed time race at 2 p.m. At 4 p.m., Jackpot Mule Races has some smoking fast mules all competing for cash and bragging rights for the title of the fastest mule in Tennessee. Friday at noon is the Driving Mule Show and at 6 p.m., the Gated Mule State Championship. Saturday is a big day. The Mule Day Parade on West 7th Street in downtown Columbia at 11 a.m. sharp. Then Pony Mule Pulling at noon mule pulling tennessee state championships and the skillington draft mule show at 2 p.m on sunday we have worship at 9 a.m the riding mule show at 11 a.m and gospel singing at noon did i mention friday and saturday ham and white bean plates are at only 10 bucks from 10 a.m to 5 p.m visit MuleDay.com for a complete schedule of mule day events
0: Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. When a global banking panic erupted into an ongoing social media storm earlier this month, Blue Wave CEO Sean Mooney revealed his first instinct was to empty his Nashville-based company's local bank account. Blue Wave, a seven-year-old tech company, has thrived providing tailored business resources to private equity firms. Mooney takes pride in the company's conservative budgeting and early success, but Silicon Valley Bank's meltdown on March 6th changed everything. The failure of the top-20 lender and premier startup funder posed a grave risk to the financial system, triggering a countrywide bank run on regional lenders. Despite the situation's severity, Mooney decided to hold steady after scrutinizing his local bank's debt and investment. Every business owner with cash in a deposit account was thinking, I need to get a life raft, Mooney said. I was planning on going to Chase on Monday morning, but I'm holding steady, he said. While federal intervention has alleviated the initial panic, the fallout continues. On Sunday, global finance giant UBS agreed to buy rival Credit Suisse, at calling it an emergency rescue to prevent a financial collapse in Switzerland. Customers are uneasy and regional banks are under heavy scrutiny as analysts comb their books for weaknesses, especially banks with high rates of young and unprofitable companies. Stocks at prominent Tennessee banks Truist, Pinnacle, Regions, Fifth Third, and First Horizon were still down by 20-30% to 30% last week. But Regions Bank spokeswoman Jennifer Elmore said there's no reason to compare the bank collapse in Northern California with its business model based across the South and Midwest. We have a diversified business serving a wide range of customers and established businesses of all sizes in different industries, Elmore said. Regions does not bank venture capital-backed startups in the technology space and has a balance sheet that is resilient, sustainable, and will consistently perform, she said. Less than two weeks before a sentencing hearing, former State Senator Brian Kelsey is attempting to withdraw his guilty plea and asking the court to dismiss five counts of a federal conviction on violating campaign finance laws. In a motion filed Friday in U.S. District Court, Kelsey requested that Judge Waverly Crenshaw reconsider his November plea, claiming it would be unfair and unjust to allow him to be sentenced for a crime legally impossible for him to commit. The former Germantown Republican's filing appears to claim the indictment was politically motivated and says he entered his guilty plea with an unsure heart and confused mind after his twin sons were born and while his father was on his deathbed. Kelsey's guilty pleas each could net him five years in prison, three years of probation, and a $250,000 fine. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Slush Motorsports Festival is coming to Middle Tennessee next month. The event will be on Saturday, April 8th at the Nashville Super Speedway in Lebanon. The Slush Motorsports Festival brings together drivers and fans to enjoy drag and roll racing, drifting, circuit racing, a car show, and burnouts. Fans will have the opportunity to get in front seat during races, which will allow them to take a trip around the Oval and experience the sights and sounds from inside a race car. You can find tickets and more by visiting www.tixr.com forward slash groups forward slash slush motorsport. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.